Okay, Crispy, we're talking about Ahsoka, aren't we now? Yeah. Well, I think it's it's important that we get something out of the way. Okay. I need I need to run something by you because I need I need your opinion and it's basically it's a choice I need you to make, okay? Of course, anything. I give you I give you one choice. Live or die. Die. <laughs> Incorrect. Roll the intro. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Whoosh. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Who's There, an Ahsoka podcast, a show where two YouTubers get together and talk about the best show in all of Star Wars, question mark? That's what we're going to be debating today. That's what we're going to be debating today. I thought it was funny to adapt to the Doctor Who intro, a little bit more than usual for the special episode. But yes, we are talking about season one of Ahsoka, which by the time this goes up, wrapped up about two days ago. But as always, I'm your host, Troy, Red Archer Live, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Crispy Pro. How are you doing, sir? I am all right. I am human cyborg relations. Okay, that was that was not a terrible. Oh, oh my! Oh my! Oh human my! Go- human cyborg relations. Um, What's the flux, Mister Skywalker? <laughs> we we just we just recorded episode seventy nine, which for the audio listeners you'll see tomorrow. So uh, wibbly wobbly tiny wimey, wibbly, uh, wibbly wobbly starsy warsy. Um, nice. But we're talking about Ahsoka today. It's going to be an exciting time if Crispy's internet holds, which already it seems like it might not be. That's um, the camera. Oh, it's the camera. Okay, good. I said, look at that. I said to you, let's get the thumbnails done first. Just on the off chance your camera dies. And within a minute, it's gone. It's Amazing. gone. You, look, you still look sexy. Don't worry about it. You look great, mate. You look very, great. very pasty, but that's okay. Very pasty. Pasty boy. You are a pasty, pasty. boy. Turn your brightness down. You're honest, man. It's clearly too bright, you know? He's trying to do burn with me. Come on, man. No. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking... Oh, bit of late night... Cri- oh, I like that. You, oh, you look good like that. Yeah. A bit of late night crispy. Ooh. Mm. But yes, so, uh, we're talking about season one of Ahsoka, which has just recently wrapped. We're going to give our thoughts on it. If you are new to our special episodes, because it's been a few months since we last did one, every now and again, when something comes along, where either we're both watching it, or I watch it and kind of nudge Crispy into watching it so we can talk about it like we did this time. It's mainly the case. Because, yeah, because you're into watching all of this stuff, but you don't normally keep to time unless I go, should we do a special episode? Yeah, uh, I I think so. It's a good way of getting you to watch them, really, isn't it? True, I suppose. He rolls his in eyes. In a way. Pain. I'm sorry. I'm in sorry, a way. I had, to, nah, I had to process my nerdiness. It was fine. There you go. There you go. The last, the only special episode he ever really wants to do was Barbie. Let's be real here. And I'm so glad we did. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. So, Crispy, let's set the stage here. How much of a Star Wars fan actually are you? Because we haven't done a Star Wars special episode before, have we? Oh, well, no, we no. haven't. No, we haven't. I grew up uh, watching them with my dad. He has them on, like, VHS. So, me and my sister oh, used to my love- man. Uh, we've still we've still got them well at, at home at dad's oh, got wow. them and my mum we when we were moving um my mum had them had them at a little garage sale we were doing and i said no i'm keep i'm keeping these vhs's oh. um my grandkids are going to retire on them so <laughs> i i grew up loving it um i didn't see any of the prequels in cinema but i remember buying them all on DVD from like Kmart here. Do you have Kmart in the UK? Do you know what no. Kmart is? Oh, anyways, just I don't know. It's kind of like um, pre-owned store kind of thing. No, no, no. What? It's kind of like Walmart in America, I guess. Okay, Asda. It's, it's yeah, cool. 
whatever. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, I remember buying those. So I, b- I bought the original trilogy DVD and the prequels. So I, ha- I grew up with those. Okay. I love those. I had all the special features and I loved that and was very, very excited for Star Wars to come back as well. And I quite, you know, I think I enjoyed the, the sequel trilogy more than the average bear. Uh, and so I, I'm very much a main mainline Star Wars fan. I probably yeah enjoy it more than the casual viewer. Because I, I grew up with it, um, but I have I never seen Clone Wars, never watched Rebels, never seen oh. any oh. of the expanded stuff. I had one Star Wars comic as a kid, and it scared me. So, oh wow, really? I thought the art was really scary. Okay, what about Disney Plus shows? Which Disney Plus shows have you seen for Star Wars? I, I I've seen Mandalorian season one and two. I've seen uh, Book of Boba Fett, and I saw Obi Wan. As well. See, wait, you haven't watched Andor? Haven't watched Andor. And I know you need I, to watch that. That one is phenomenal. That's, that's the one that everyone says, oh, you should. Yes. And like, like, I, for I, me I, right I've... now, it's a fight between those two for the best Star Wars show, easily. Yeah, right. Wait, yeah. between Ahsoka and... Between ah- Ahsoka and Andor, yeah. Oh, jeez, we're in for a rough convo. All right, here we go. Oh, dear. Keep going, oh, he keep going. Mike ahead of time. Oh, Sorry. Dear. Sorry, everyone. Well, my, for context, my mum has even said that Ahsoka is probably one of, if not her favourite, Disney Plus show. That's including Marvel. Wow. She's okay. loved Ahsoka. These, yeah. these are bold claims. And she's like you. So she's seen all the Disney Plus shows, but she's she's watched Clone Wars because of me. So she's seen episodes of Clone Wars, but and I don't really think in any consixing daughter. Um, and she hasn't mm-hmm. seen any of Rebels. And, and Rebels is like the thing that you kind of like, if you were a hardcore fan, you'd have seen that before watching Ahsoka, but even I haven't seen Rebels, so we're on the same boat. Wow, okay, that's new It was funny, because if people don't know, the the story was Clone Wars was still under Lucasfilm before they were bought by Disney, and Clone Wars was still running, and they were were making Series 6 when Disney bought Star Wars, and basically they went, right, we're cutting off off Clone Wars, we're ending it, and halfway through Series 6's production, they cut it off. They made 13 episodes, put them out on Netflix, ironically, at the time. Oh. And it was unfinished. They never they never went any further. There were episodes that were partly rendered, were never completed. Like, there was one story arc where they went to Utapau, which is where Grievous fights Obi-Wan in Episode 3. So that's like that was something we never got to see properly executed. Right. All sorts of stuff there. But they made Rebels in replacement. And, like, 10-year-olds, 12-year-old Troy watched an episode of Rebels, went, this isn't as good as Clone Wars, abandoned it and never went back to it. And I was salty because uh-huh. I wanted Clone Wars back. <laughs> so I never watched Rebels. <laughs> so it's a bit it's a bit awkward. I've watched a couple of episodes more recently to get into it, so definitely I'm going to binge it because I've heard amazing things. Yeah, but, people really like it. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't actually watched it myself, so definitely need to. Whereas everything else, like, I breathe it. Rise of Skywalker, much to the, the, the pain of a lot of people, is my second favourite Star Wars film. I, I love that I, movie. I will never... I think we chatted about this in some episode but troy your star wars ranking oh my <laughs> gosh uh, it gets under my skin it gets under shall, my shall skin I, shall i read it out to set the precedence of how yeah, strange every, I am? Uh, we want people to stay in listening troy that's the problem hey look look it, it, it's offering different perspectives that's yes what matters. i'm all for right. different perspectives if they're okay. the right ones troy my ranking from <laughs> should i go worst to best or best to worst which uh, one do you think is better here it, I just the worst the one you put worst just hits me. It, that's the one thing that stuck with me. Anyway, the first Star Wars film is my bottom one. Yeah, <sighs> I don't dislike it. I need to like a lot of my rankings is not a matter of question if I hate the thing at the bottom. No, I, know, I just like I the know. original the least. It has it's way too rough around the edges. Like you can see the budget of like five pence being stretched it, all the time, and it's just a bit too much for me. I, dude, it revolutionized the game. 
It, I know, it, but when you grow John up on the Williams. prequels, I feel, I feel like it's harder to... I don't know. Oh, my word. Oh, I didn't my watch word. the originals until the f- way after I'd seen the prequels, so it was it was a bit more jarring for me. That probably the first isn't what helped. Star Wars is like a gold standard of cinema. Empire I understand so she's, she's got Sorry. flaws. I understand she's got flaws. But my gosh. My gosh. Yeah, I mean, but Empire Strikes Back is like probably so the best Star It's the best Wars original. Film. In mine. Yeah. yeah. Easily. Easily best original film. So my ranking is as follows. So stick with us here, people. So, someone commented, I've just noticed someone commented it saying a quote from Lando Calrissian. I don't like it. I don't agree with it, but I'll accept it. <laughs> wow. It's good. So from worst to best, original Star Wars then Phantom Menace, then Return of the Jedi, then Empire Strikes Back, then Force Awakens. I'm looking at this. I might honestly, I don't know if I'd stick with some of this uh, positioning, but this was after I'd watched all nine of them uh, in, in succession. Then Force Awakens, then Attack of the Clones. I will defend that one until my dying breath. That one is much better than people make it out to be. Um, then The Last Jedi, then Rise of Skywalker, and then Episode 3 on top. Yeah, well. Episode 3 is the best Star Wars film, and it's by a landslide. There's not even anything close to Episode 3 of Star Wars. That is such oh, an amazing I could, movie. I could, I could make an argument Well, you'd for fail. other films, but I won't. But yeah, so, that's my history. I also have more lightsabers than I should know what to do with. Um, I should have this one to hand, because it doesn't have its own stand. Um, that's true. So, because white ones are also on their way to my house at some point in the next couple of weeks. So, so how many is that, problem. Troy? Um... Do I actually need to... Should I actually count it up? You, we do don't, this? You, don't, you don't have to if you don't okay, want yeah, to. Let's not do I was that. Let's curious. not do that. Um, but yeah, so I like Star Wars was my first love as a kid. I, I liked Star Wars before I liked Doctor Who. I liked Marvel. So it will always be very special. There's not much time in between Star Wars and Doctor Who for me as a kid, but there is a bit of time. And I, I remember watching Star Wars first before anything else. There's a lot of time between Star Wars and Doctor Who for me. Like yeah, a lot. in fairness, there is. I like a, how this is about Ahsoka. We've surprise. spent like 10 minutes talking about yeah, well, our history we, of Star Wars. Well, we've, we've got to kind of set this the, is good. the precedent. I know I like well, this. well, it actually comes into play because I think that very much kind of affects your view of this show. Because mm. I think if, yeah, if I was more involved in the prequel stuff, if I was more involved in the Clone Wars stuff, then I think yep. I would have enjoyed this show more than I was. But I, unfortunately, I, I was not. I was not involved in that. So, do you know who is involved in this episode, then? The doorbell. Is that a doorbell? Oh, my gosh. Everyone oh. drink. Everyone drink. Because Troy's doorbell just went. That was a new little ringtone for him. That's exciting. Anyway, Troy can cut back now. Did you, did you say anything funny while I was gone? Did you have a go at me? No, I just said it. Troy's going to cut back now. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, we'll include that, then. We'll include that. Um, but, yeah, so... Like, for me, the prequels is my favourite era of Star Wars. I love the idea of there being loads of Jedi. I don't like the kind of, like, the lack of them in the originals. Like, this is the problem, because, like, original fans didn't know any better. I feel like it depends on where you jump on as to where your, like, enjoyment lies, I suppose, for for a lot of people. And because I know the prequels better than anything else, when I've seen the other Star Wars, I've been like, "Eh, you know, I don't know. Mm. Mm. So, there you go. No, I agree. So, Ahsoka. Yeah. Since we're apparently going to have a bit of a discussion about this, let, let run me through your thoughts to begin with. What did you think of it? Episode one. Oh, boy. I had such a good time with episode one. I was shocked. Okay. I was actually, I was actually shocked. I really enjoyed uh, the, the like, pace of it, the mm-hmm. setting. I love the uh, sequence with Sabine on the 
like it's not a motorcycle whatever a speeder going yeah. on the i was like this is cool and then at the end of it i was like oh this show isn't messing around because i thought that they killed off sabine i mm. thought that, that was i was like oh my gosh yeah that's, they do make that's a what's of happening like was not killing people at the minute not not killing people uh, i i thought that this show was gonna have the balls to do that and i was like wow okay we're really re-. but then they didn't um and i couldn't tell you what happens in episode two or three but I think the fourth one is the one that everyone had the big, the big hoo-ha about. And that was fun. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool to look at. But it, like, even then, I wasn't uh, yeah, a Clone Wars fan. But it was cool. I knew of the iconic like costume and stuff that... Oh, the Hayden flashback Christian. episode. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the flashback stuff. <laughs> I don't know five. if that's episode. <laughs> that was, was episode five. five. Oh, yeah. crikey. Um, but anyway, that, I mean, that was, that was all well and good. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just think don't think I was emotionally a, a, as invested as I could have been. I think they were painting Ahsoka as this like wiser, older Jedi, which she is now. I'm assuming because yeah, she's this in her is, late forties at this point. Yeah. Or something, yeah. So I understand like where they were going, but I just feel like there, there wasn't much like pizzazz I don't, I don't know I don't know I'm probably sounding very ill-informed here yeah but you sound I, like, I a, just... like a bad Star Wars fan I'm gonna I beat bad. you up with my oh, legs here. come here oh, Crispy let me at him let me at him what I think what like I don't know what I think should have been the emotion like the the drive of this entire series is the reconciliation between Ahsoka and Sabine and I think they like there were moments where I thought they were gonna really tie into that but I don't think, like, even in the finale, that that was really addressed that much. Like, they kind of ended up yeah, separately. Yeah, they glossed over didn't that they? a little bit. Yeah, I think I think that sh- that that should have been the focus of the entire series, and it wasn't. I'm actually not quite sure what the focus was, like, what story they were trying to tell. I don't I know think what it was I've meant learned. to be mainly about Thrawn coming back and Ahsoka trying to stop it. And I guess that was the idea. The problem and is, what happened I don't in have the end. much experience with Thrawn. <laughs> like, Thrawn had, like, a bunch yeah, of neither. novels that came out years ago that people really liked. Then he popped up in Rebels. And he was this big, intimidating force. And from what I've heard, he was amazing in Rebels. And it was the same actor playing him, like, with that same performance. Have who you I seen think did brilliant Sherlock? Mm. Have you seen Sherlock? Some of it. I've seen, like, the first two seasons. Oh, dang it. In season three, I think that actor, I'm pretty sure it's that actor, is the same guy as Thrawn. And he is... So good in Sherlock season three, and he's Lars quite, he's quite, yeah, he's quite good in, um, in this as well. I, I quite like him as a villain. So yeah, M- M- Mads Mikkelsen's brother. I didn't actually think they were brothers. I thought it was, they just shared the same name, but they are actually the same. They are actually brothers. They are so. actually, yeah. Wow. Yeah, very cool. Um, there you go. Yeah, so I definitely agree. Like the whole lightsaber stab, not killing people thing. That's got to stop at some point because it is getting daft now. Like yeah. it is getting a bit silly. I mean, the the what like the, I can't remember when the first one was, but I do remember Ray stabbing Kylo in Rise of Skywalker. But she healed it immediately afterwards, so that one I'm kind of like, you know, hand wavy. I'm all right with because that was more like killing Kylo Ren rather than killing Ben as a person. But Reva got stabbed twice <laughs> in her life: once as a youngling and then once as an adult, and survived both of them, which, which is just who's, a bit like who's Reva, the Inquisitor and in Obi Wan. Oh, I see. Yeah, because yes. she had a flashback that Anakin stabbed her during Order 66 and she survived oh, right. that. And then Vader stabbed her again in um, in uh, Episode 5 of Obi-Wan Kenobi, I think, and she still survived that. She was injured and weak mm. from it, but she wasn't dead. Sabine got stabbed, she survived, and then, mild spoilers, I guess, for the first Jedi game, Fallen Order, Cal gets stabbed by Vader. 
and he gets through it. Now, in fairness, that one isn't a clean cut stab. He gets like poked with it, and then it comes out again. It's more like a, a graze cut. Don't know yeah, how far right. it goes in, but there there is a pattern at the minute of people getting hit by lightsabers in places that maybe shouldn't. Cal's is probably all right. You can get away with that one, but especially with Reva, and then now with Sabine, it's like I don't know. I guess I don't it depends know. on where it hits you. But I just, lightsabers, I feel like, used to feel like they like if you got hit by one, you were in trouble. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it definitely didn't feel like that. But I, I just really thought that they were gonna go all in on episode one. Like I was like, as soon as that ended, I was like, let's go. Okay, yeah. I could kind of see where they were going. But no, I, I, I don't know. But I will say a highlight for me always will be David Tennant as that robot fella. That Hu was Yang, fun. Yeah. He that played was... him in Clone Wars. I don't know if he was in Rebels as well, but there was an episode, a couple of episodes of Clone Wars that Hugh Yang was in as like the, the lightsaber builder guy in the Jedi Council. And he was played by David Tennant still. Yeah. It's so like it's a continuous casting. He's just kept playing the character. And he, 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 won, an, he won an Emmy for it. Did he? Yeah. I didn't <laughs> That's know his, that bit. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure he, he won. Uh... Oh, wow. Well, I, I, I've said to you, I think it was either last week or a couple of weeks ago on, on the main in a main episode that I loved it. He is the first person in Star Wars canon to say a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That yeah. that spoke to me on a level I can't even begin to express. David Tennant saying that. Like, that is so cool. Yeah, he's he's won two Emmy. He won a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Performer in, animate, in an Animated Program, Star Wars The Clone Wars. How wow. cool is that? How cool is that? Blimey, that is so cool. That is um, so, so cool. So, I mean, like, yeah, D- David Tennant's always a, a welcome addition. I thought he, like, actually provided some cool stuff and was a mm. really uh, great middleman between Ahsoka and Sabine. I really enjoyed those scenes and, like, he was kind yes. of, like, the, the sounding board for both of their problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, enjoy, I enjoyed that dynamic. But I, I don't know. I just felt like there needed to be a bit more heart in this story. It was all very pretty to look at. But even then, so, I, I mean, yeah, anyway. I personally was not the biggest fan of Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka to begin with. Yeah. Like, when I saw her in The Mandalorian, Book of Boba, and actually the start of this show, like, I like her. It's like I disliked her, but I, I didn't get the same vibe from her. Is this lightsaber unscrewing itself? I think it is. I'm just trying to fix it. Um, <laughs> I just got Anakin's lightsaber propped against me for the whole episode for the audio listeners. Um, nice. But... I like I, I I liked her, but she didn't give me the same like energy or vibe that Ashley Eckstein did, who voiced her in Clone Wars and Rebels and Tales of the Jedi and everything else she's been in. Like Ashley gave her a, a special personality, and I think especially with me growing up with that character, it was a little bit jarring to see such a radical change. And it's a shame as well because Dave Filoni is the showrunner who is literally like next to George Lucas, one of the best Star Wars minds ever. Like the stuff that Dave Filoni puts out is just amazing, but. Like, he literally was like, you know, he's the perfect casting for Thrawn. We had to keep it the same. So glad that we did, blah, 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 blah. And I saw someone retweet it. Like, I can't imagine Ashley Eckstein is pleased to read that. Because I wouldn't be. Yeah. Like, I, I, I would have loved it if, to honor her, they did what The Last of Us did and give her, like, a small role in the show. Just yeah, as a way something. of acknowledging her. Because it just feels like, oh, here's Rosario moving on. And she felt very different. But I will give her defense. After episode five with Anakin... It felt like she kind of gone through this like kind of Gandalf the White kind of thing. She'd been reborn because a lot of her problem was that from Rebels in particular, she was carrying the guilt of walking out on Anakin because she walks out on him in the Clone Wars. There's a big, yeah, there's right. a several episode story where she gets uh, framed for murder for bombing the Jedi Temple, and Anakin like believes that she didn't do it, but no one can prove wrong. Blah blah blah. blah. Eventually, Anakin manages to crack the case and find who's responsible, and the Jedi Council go. We're sorry, you can come back in the order, but she was like, No, you didn't trust me enough, so I'm not I'm not coming back and she walks out on the order and disappears basically. Yeah, right. And so she feels a lot of guilt about Anakin becoming Vader because she wasn't there to stop it from happening. 
in other words. And what, what's, what, what's that in? So, Clone Wars is when she walks out in the Jedi Order. She then realizes that she kind of knows that Anakin is Vader going into Rebels. And then they okay. get to actually have a fight in Rebels. They have a duel. She breaks his mask. A bit like Obi-Wan does. They break different ends I think, I, I the think mask, I've seen is, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and they kind of have a bit of a moment of, cons- of like, kind of between each other. But it's never really resolved. So, like, I, I feel like the first half of Ahsoka, she's still, like, being weighed on about Anakin being Vader and that responsibility. Mm. And the whole point of the flashbacks in Episode 5 was to be like, you need to let go. You need to let go of this stuff. You know, you're more than that because I'm more than that. Because that was a point that they had in the flashback where she went, you know, you're more dangerous than anyone realized. And it's clear it's weighing on her mind. And he's like, no, I'm more than that now. Because Anakin is kind of like this ambivalent being now. He's, he's become the chosen one. Yeah. So once they have that discussion and she changes her outfit, even with Hugh Yang, she was more sarcastic. She was more grinny. I felt like she was a bit more like what I wanted her to be in the last yeah, few okay. episodes, yeah, which makes no, me happier. I, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. But I do think you're right. I think they should have had more of a conversation with Ahsoka and Sabine because Hugh Yang explains the background to Ezra, but we never see it properly executed. There's like moments no. between them where she like she doesn't really have a go at her, like chastise her for giving Balaam the map. She's exactly. Like, I, th- I thought that I thought that was going to be like a big. I'm glad she didn't because I, I, like, it kind of was almost like a, it didn't need to be said. Like the conversation between Ahsoka and Hu Yang was like you know maybe it was the wrong choice to you, but maybe to her it was the only choice. Like maybe like there's a mutual understanding. She's like, look, you screwed up, but I, I you weren't going to do it any other way. Fair enough. You didn't know any better. Whatever. But mm. I think definitely a conversation re Mandalore and why she dropped her as an apprentice was needed. Mm. Your light's gone off in the background, so you've. I know we're, now. we're running mm. out of battery mm. on all fronts. Um, but I do think, with the way they've left it, there's opportunity for that to be explored in season two. But why have they left? I, I don't know. I don't know. So, why, Thrawn is, like, such a, a big bad a that I, I kind of knew going into it they weren't going to deal with him in this season. I would have been surprised if they did. Like, I was genuinely thinking, Thrawn's going to be more of a problem going forward. And in case you don't know, Dave Filoni is going to have his own Star Wars movie. So, there are three Star Wars movies currently planned. There's one which is a follow-up to Rise of Skywalker, which beautiful ray bring up a new jedi order there's one that goes back to the very start of the timeline where we've never seen that far back it's like the origins of like the force and stuff like yeah. that and then one is dave filoni doing a movie that will conclude all the mandalorian universe stuff so mandalorian boba fett ahsoka wrapping up oh. all of that so i figure that thrawn's going to be the main play in that and that's why they've not taken it off the table yet because filoni probably wants no, that to I, be in his movie i didn't i didn't think they would but like i'm fine with them dangling the thrawn as the like the big villain, much like they kind of did with mm-hmm. what's his name, Breaking Bad, fella, and Mandalorian yeah, we, season one. Yeah, but I, I feel like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like at the Did end you? of that, there was more of a uh, oh, and payday guy, right? And um, payday. Oh, very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the um, dentist. Very nice. Very nice. But like, I don't know. It just kind of feel like what? What was the end? Like this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I need to. I think the idea is that them, like right now, they're where they need to be. Like something's going to happen on that on that planet on Peridia, I think it's called. They're on, where mm. they'll they'll find something. Something will happen, and eventually they will get back. Eventually, because they'll fix the the speeder, and then whenever uh, hopefully some pergles show up, the space whales for them to ride on, they'll go back. Like I, I don't believe they'll be stranded, per- yeah, like, permanently. No, I, like, I, I know. Because like, Thrawn's Star Destroyer could not have hitched a ride on a pergle. That's why he couldn't come back. You know, the Purgles yeah. grabbed onto the Star Destroyer to get rid of it. Oh, yeah. So, the context of how they ended up there, in the f- season finale of Rebels, Ezra kind of, like, he has this ability to kind of, like, control almost animals. Like, it's a way of using how the force. How do you know this? To... 
I've seen bits of Rebels and like I've right. read like explanations to fill in gaps. Mm-hmm. And he goes aboard Thrawn Star Destroyer. It gets latched onto by about four different Purgle, and he's like, "Right, we're getting out of here." And the Purgle drag the Star Destroyer out to another universe, and Ezra goes along with it. So it's like almost like a sacrifice to get rid of Thrawn. That's the backstory there, and why he's in a different galaxy. You're yeah, shaking right. your head. Oh, I'm just. So, I, I I don't know. There's so there's much story. Yeah, like yeah. it's. I don't think this show is as accessible. As it no, could that be. is that was the problem I had with it. I worried, and it is basically it is basically Star Wars Rebel season five. Like yeah. even on the little information I know, it is basically Star Wars Rebel season five. Um, like there are literally shots that are almost like bit for bit recreated from Rebels ending. It's like it's so yeah, funny. Right. Um, but that's why they're in another galaxy. So we know they know Thrawn is dealt with, but they're hearing whispers of his return, which means Ezra's probably not far behind. Which is why what, Sabine was interested in finding Ezra, even if it meant bringing Thrawn back. Because like in Rebels as well, there was kind of like a thing where they weren't sure if Ezra and Sabine were a couple or just best friends, but they were like were very very close, uh, yeah, basically. Right. So, but yeah, I, I think the idea is that it also proves that the Force exists outside of our their galaxy, because if the Force didn't exist, Anakin couldn't have been a ghost at the end of the last episode. So I didn't realize that was there. I didn't realize that was a, a no. Question. Like, this is the thing that like Filoni's very very crafty and. We're going to get into Balin and Shin in a minute because I really want to talk about those two because I love okay. both of them. But the ending with Balin, you probably won't realize this because you haven't seen Clone Wars. The statue that he's on is uh, was from a group of people called the Mortis Gods. There's a lot of backstory here, basically. They're there was a, a few episodes. like an information in, dump. There's yeah, too much. It's, 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 it's too much for me. Hopefully it makes it easier for other people. But no, there was, a, there was a story, basically, to give you a very loose explanation in Clone Wars. They had basically a vision of these three people that kind of could control the Force, and they lived outside of their galaxy. And I don't think we were ever sure if they actually really existed or if they were just, like, a, a legend. But considering they've got statues in this other galaxy, they must have lived here at some point. So there's something yeah, right. to do with the Force being unlocked, and that's what Balin's looking for, at the very least. Um, so this is all stuff we'll hopefully get more explained in Season 2, or whatever they do. Because um, apparently they're only talking about Season 2 at the minute. It's not been greenlit, but... Like yeah, they, they need a second season for this. I don't see all this being resolved in like a movie or something. It's just not going to cut it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it might be a money thing. I don't know. Maybe. So, what did you think of Balin and Shin? I really want to know your thoughts on those two. Are they, they were the, my... the baddies? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shows my knowledge of. This. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I can't. I really liked old mate and how he his approach to light and dark side of the force oh, I, really, I, so good. I think i think that was really refreshing i kind of like this guy that kind of towed the line where i'm like i don't mm. know what, where this guy's allegiance stands i don't think he knows where his allegiance stands he's tra- trained the jedi temple like went to the dark side but still uh is almost sympathetic to the jedi like yeah. what what's happened i thought that was really interesting i would have loved for them to play on that more the girl i don't know she just looked shocked the whole time <laughs> that was she I, I don't know that i that it was fine I, I had nothing much to do with her i don't i think both I don't of them really are know. really interesting master and apprentice duo like they were some of the more intriguing like villains in inverted commas that we've had from star wars in a while at least in my opinion i was i was I got, definitely like, definitely intrigued by them but i just don't think there were mm. a lot of payoffs in this like there's a lot of interesting ideas no, I, like that was one I, thing what, yeah <laughs> when episode seven finished i said to mum was like how are they going to tile this up in one episode they have got way too much going on here and yeah. she'll testify to this right through the finale every 10 minutes or so I was going where are Balin and Shin when are they yeah. going to show up what is going on here why have they not appeared and it, it, in a way it upsets me because obviously now with Ray Stevenson having died I was yeah, really I hoping that. that in season one Balin his story would be wrapped whatever it may be 
I didn't want it to be something where it would have to get carried on. You'd have to be recast because he needs to be recast. That's a character that's going to be important, I think. So he's going to have right. to be recast. But it's I just can't imagine anyone else playing him as well because no, Ray he, Stevenson I did him phenomenally. Genuine, genuinely think that was a great performance in this show. Yeah. I really, really so, do. So, so, so good. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm intrigued to see where that stuff goes. I really like those two. I don't know what Shin's doing. Maybe she's going to lead the pirates or something. I don't know what her plan was there. Yeah, I don't know. It I like guess we'll find out. Again, there's a lot of something. unanswered threads, basically. Yeah. Um, but also Ezra. I mean, as someone who's only seen a bit of Rebels, the guy they they cast to play him in live action has absolutely nailed him. I think he was brilliant. Those aren't his real eyes, are they? No, I think for him, Ahsoka and Hera, they've all got contacts in, but Ezra is, is the, are the most like noticeable. They're yeah, like, that, that threw me off. They are a little bit odd. I think they're like that in Rebels, they're that bright, but I think sometimes you need to make like kind of slight tweaks for live action i think his eyes are a bit too bright yeah but oh well no, he was he was fine mm. i don't, like was, that th- like that i feel like that was maybe the only payoff between sabine and old mate because that was kind of the journey they were going on yeah i love how um, you keep calling him old mate <laughs> they're all old mate i don't know i can't remember everyone's <laughs> names ezra um yeah i think i i don't know there, there there's a lot of good stuff happening but I don't think there's a lot of great stuff happening. That's just my, my Okay, so what's some of the cents. good stuff? Like, let's try and get some of your positives out the of The good stuff, I enjoyed the uh, the actual set. Like, I kind of got the idea of the direction as to what was going mm-hmm. on. They, they pretty much laid it out for me there, which I think is the most accessible part of the show. They're like, there's this guy thrown in another galaxy. There's a threat of him coming back. We need to stop it. Great. Yes. I'm on board. Fantastic. Um... And then there's all this other, I, I, I don't know, I just think there's a lot of other stuff outside of that that I think are really, really interesting concepts mm. that I don't think necessarily paid off. I enjoyed seeing 3PO. I thought that was a nice way that to kind of, a good way. kind of involve Leia. it's better than bringing Leia. like a deep fake Leia, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because I was like, oh yeah, Princess Leia is kind of around, isn't she? So, mm. it, especially, yeah, in this timeline. Um, and so that was, that was really nice. Uh... I enjoyed obviously the hating Christensen stuff because that's all fan servicey stuff that I, He's at, you amazing. know, being being a, uh, a fan like but watching those DVDs as a kid, I was like, oh, sick! And I thought they did a pretty yeah. good job at de aging. I don't even know if they had to do much de aging. I don't think they had him. to do tons, but like the thing I really liked rooster. about Hayden in this was that it felt like he adapted not just his own Anakin but also Matt Lanter who voiced him in Clone Wars. Yeah, like he had a bit of a Clone Wars edge to him, and he kind of oh, that's cool. like. He'd, he kind of put everything together, like he had more of the jokes and stuff. And it just, it landed really well because he loved Clone Wars and he, he was interviewed at the time when Clone Wars was coming out. And he's like, they never asked me to play Anakin. Like, yeah, they well. just hired somebody else to voice him, which I think was still a terrible thing. But like, I think Matt Lanter did a great job. I wouldn't change it now. I think he was great in Clone Wars, but I like that Hayden kind of gets to come back. He gets to be the Anakin because he is Anakin. It's his role, really. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. He gets to bring all the best parts of everything Anakin's had since Revenge of the Sith into his performance and I think he became well, this kind of perfect amalgamation I'm glad he still has like a nice relationship with Star Wars because you know people oh, are rough, he, rough on the prequels he's been and at it's... Star Wars Celebration a couple of times but the one he when he was at this year in London like he just had all the audience cheering him and he was just like crying like, he, like he's yeah. I don't think he I think it's just the amount of love he hadn't seen for such a long time and now he's getting it it's like he's deserved it it's beautiful and I hope mm. we get more with him. I don't know how they do it. I want there to be some kind of film where Anakin plays more of a part. I don't know how they do it, but oh, it'd be amazing. It'd be so sick if they like showed a film like or several films of him like as a kid and then growing up and 
turning into Vader. I can yeah. that'd be like a six six me like six movies arc. Get that done <laughs> if they can get that done. That'd be great. Oh, imagine, imagine. I will say that one thing that I loved the, like, the most about this show was the amount of lightsaber fights. I'm I'm very like in yeah. cases my collection's not obvious. Like I'm a big fan of just seeing a good old fashioned lightsaber battle and like I start like Star Wars at its core is uh, yeah. shooty shooty bang bang. Star Wars clash sword, clash clash. Yeah. clash. And like, people I, have compared I like it that. To, yeah, people compared it to samurai films. I can't comment much on that because I haven't seen much of like Neither. samurai movies. But I just sometimes like, especially in the final episode, I was like, "There's some cool fights." To- I mean, I'm not really for like the the witches and the zombies thing that they were doing. Night Sisters but- were also a Clone Wars thing. Yeah, right. I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't know. I never. I don't know. Whatever. That's fine. But I just think that's uh, um, the camera stayed still for quite some time. I don't know if mm. that, especially the last episode, I was like, there's some really cool stuff. They could have had some uh, interesting direction going on. But, I mean, I'll, I'm a sucker for a, a, like a lightsaber fight anyway. So, I enjoyed that there was at least a cool fight every episode. Yeah, I like that. Some re- like, I was so happy dining on that. Especially episode four, where there was the Ahsoka versus Balin fight. Like, that was, that was oh, a yeah, really yeah, well yeah. No, that was good, like, that's good. Like, putting against walls to fight him and stuff was just so yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, like... no, I, no, I really did enjoy that. I really did like mm. that, actually. Yeah. So, just getting those fights was brilliant. So, like, it just felt very Star Warsy in a mm. sense that, like, I love Mandalorian. As I've said, like, I don't think season three was as strong as one and two. I still liked it, but one and two were definitely, like, the stronger seasons. I liked Book of Boba Fett, which I know is, co- is contrary to popular opinion, but mm, whatever, I don't care. Um, and Andor, well, Andor doesn't have any lightsabers in it, I don't think. At all? Does anyone ever have a lightsaber? Don't tell like, me. Even in the, like a, it literally doesn't matter. Like, have you seen Rogue One? Like, you know, yes. Andor is in Rogue One. It's his origin story. Like, that's the whole point. So he's he's just he's shooty shooty bang bang man. You know, nice. And nice. You know how he becomes a rebel. It's a great. It's a great. The first season is really good. Definitely watch it as soon as you can. That one you will love. You will absolutely right. love. I'll do that. There is a there's a casting in it. Have you how do you know about any cast that are in it? Yeah. A circus, Andy Circus is in it. Yes, yeah. Him being in it, is, he is one of the best parts of it. He gives a monologue at one point that is just absolutely phenomenal. And I remember, cool. like, I knew, I didn't watch Andor for ages after it came out for whatever reason, and I knew that he delivered, like, this one monologue. So someone was like, I was, I'm waiting for it, I'm waiting for it. And then he gave it, I was just sitting there like, <laughs> oh! And it's also in an episode where someone else gives an amazing monologue at the end as well. Like, Andor is full of great dialogue. The writing, yeah, the cinematography yeah. and everything in that is oh, phenomenal. I've heard really, really good things about it. So, like, in terms of actual, like, drama, I think Andor's probably the best Star Wars series. But in terms of feeling like a Star Wars show, I think Ahsoka wins for me. Not for me. Not for me, Yeah, no, clear. I'm really, like, how much you're disappointed by this? I was, like, really... I'm really well, stunned I just, by it. Uh, I, there's so much, like explaining to understand these characters to kind of feel something for them you know yeah i think it's accessible for someone who hasn't seen rebels but i think you're not going to feel the same way if you either you don't know about it or haven't yeah, seen it yeah exa- exactly like I, I don't know i don't know it was like i enjoyed it but better uh more than book of boba fett but yeah i don't know i don't know Hmm, intriguing. Very, very, very intriguing. I still think the best Star Wars show, at least, uh, is season one of Mandalorian. I think that's top tier. Plus, mm. plus a big part of it, unfortunately, is the hype around it. That, like, yes. I, rem- I remember, like, watching that first series of Mandalorian, like, with my old uh, housemates. And we, like, were all there. We were week to week to week to week. And then yeah. here, we, like, in my new house... 
uh, we moved in uh, around the time when Book of Boba Fett was coming out. We're like, heck yeah. We watched episode one and then we never watched any more episodes as a household together. So... Oh damn! And then and now no one like you know I I was telling my housemates and I like oh you know I've got to record a special episode for Ahsoka and they were like what I was like ah I see <laughs> so oh, I think oh, I, I don't know I just it's the it's the general drop off and and I feel like Star Wars like the the hype around stuff can really af- affect it and I don't I don't know I don't know I just felt I, like I, in my opinion I think Star Wars thrives at its best the tv shows have been good but i think it, it thrives best when it's a movie i saw someone Absolutely. tweet out where they were like oh i miss like having a new star wars poster like blaring in december in my theater every couple of years like we, like i think if star wars gets a couple of movies under its belt that are really really strong it'll help it be a bit more of a oh absolutely a big thing again um uh, so i just hope that the movies that are cooking are going to be good i'm just i'm so i'm so thrilled that daisy ridley is coming back as ray i really yeah. like, if, if you'd have if i'd have been a betting man I would have put all my money on her never coming back because like she literally was on record after Rise of Skywalker being like, I, I didn't get calls for it for jobs for months after that film came out. And, yeah, she was, right. and I was like, what have I done wrong kind of thing. So I kind of expected her to be the, the more modern day Hayden Christensen who kind of had this big role. Well, I think, I think she this essentially is, but I hope she gets yeah. a, a shot of redemption. Unfortunately, it's and just, it it's seems the like same. She'll get it faster than, than Hayden did. Just, yeah. Yeah. I think she will get it faster than Hayden. So, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, but like I don't, I don't love every, like I said, I don't love everything about this, the shows. Obi Wan Kenobi as a show, I don't think is mega mega strong. I like it, but for me, what seals it is that final episode with the fight between Obi Wan and Anakin. It's what everyone yeah, wanted, yeah. and in that front, they delivered, and then fifty times more. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I love that. Like I said, Mandalorian season three. Oh, Loads of people dislike it. I don't dislike it. I just, it just felt like it didn't really have the same tone anymore because. The whole point was about Mandalorian traveling around with Grogu, trying to figure out what was going on with Grogu. And then they reached that climax with Luke. Book of Boba, Book of Boba Fett undid it within like six episodes. And then yeah, it's just right. like, what do they do now? And it just still feels like they're wandering around a bit aimlessly. So I, I kind of want them to bring something in that makes it good. And like the idea, like without spoiling Mandalorian season three, it kind of hints at the end that he might start working for like the New Republic, doing missions for them. And oh, that, that could go somewhere interesting because I like the guy who also popped up in, in Ahsoka Carson, the bald guy with the white beard. He was like an X-wing pilot. Couldn't tell you, no. So when when the little kid hears the vision of the lightsabers and Hera's like sweep the ocean again, oh, we're gonna guy. find yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah. And the pilot's like, "What's going on?" And Hu Yang goes, "Jason has abilities. His dad was a Jedi." And Carson goes, "Okay, like that guy." Him. Yeah, right. So he might pop up again. But the thing I love about that joke, and I think it's also a funny way to end it off, because it kind of sums up what we said. The amount of reactors I've seen who watch that scene and go. That's for anyone who hasn't seen Rebels, because the idea, because because the kid's dad was a big character in Rebels, but he dies in Rebels. Spoilers. So we never see him in Ahsoka. So the idea that they just drop this, his dad was a Jedi, and he, you know, he, his, and now that's why his son's a Jedi. And Carson goes, okay, that just feels like it's like a, a, a jab for the casual audience to be like, just so you know, there's a bit of important information we can just mention in passing. There, every reactor I've seen has been like, that's for people who haven't seen Rebels. Yeah, so right, right. It, it's yeah, Ahsoka I think suffers from tying too much into other shows. And that's definitely its, its biggest problem Correct. is that there is too much of a dependency for you to, like, as you said, to really feel it without knowing what else is going on. And yeah. I need to talk to my mum about it more because she said that it was her favourite show, one of her favourite shows, like, halfway through. I don't know if she still feels the same way. I think she just likes Ahsoka, so I think that's enough for her. But No, I, th- I think Ahsoka's a good character. Yeah, but same here. Yeah, I don't know. As a series... I'm intrigued to see where they take it. 
because like I, I, like it's it's been left very open ended. You know, what are they going to do about Thrawn? How are Ahsoka, Sabine, and are uh, going to get back from Peridia? We'll see. We'll see, right? But I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I really liked it. it. Like, if I was to give it a score, I'd give it probably an 8 or a 9 out of 10. But Whoa. you were probably going to give it, what? Like a 6, being generous. I thought, yeah, yeah I, was, I, was, I honestly thought you were going to go from like a 4 or a 5 from what you've been saying. No. Uh. Look, it's past. Like, it's not the worst. Like, it, there was some, there was some genuinely good stuff in there, mm. and I didn't like not like enjoy watching it. Um, but I don't know. It just left me kind of going, oh, like, well, come on, yeah, what, what now? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Okay. Well, That's where go. I'm at. That's where I'm at. This might be the most interesting special episode we've done because there's such a difference in our opinions there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it's, no, it's going to be vibes of our bloody secret invasion. Oh, maybe not. You, you're kind of on the same no, page as me. No, because I mean, the, I, I stand by it. Secret invasion was just was such a wasted opportunity. An expensive the, 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 wasted opportunity. The, yeah, too right. The amount they could have done with that that they just didn't disappoints me and it will forever disappoint me. I think it's such a absolute shame that they could have gone so much deeper with that and just didn't because the episodes were also bloody short yeah but, hmm. but there you go so that is episode uh special episode nine now i'm trying to think what what comes next because obviously we're gonna have to do special episode number 10 on the marvels but loki probably you're, be, you're a bit busy around november but i think we can make it work at some point right Oh gosh, I don't know. We'll see if we can. I couldn't. So that's tell you. that's the next Marvel thing. I know that. But for Star Wars, oh, it was Loki season two as well. Sorry, but that I think that'll finish after the Marvels has come out. What's next for Star Wars? I don't actually know. That's a really good point. I don't know what's. I don't know what's it they're they're cooking. I think it's the Acolyte. Star Wars twenty. That could be interesting. Yeah, because that's like completely separate to everything. That's like a really early. Yeah. Thing in like the High Republic, that's, I'm pretty that's sure. A, that's a new story. Life. I'm a, I'm excited for a new story where I don't have to do any research. The next Star, okay, so the next Star Wars movie will begin production in 2024. Ray's New Jedi Order movie has been set as the first to release, and so will likely be the first to go into production. Because then that's meant to come out 2025. So that's good. That's good. So we got a bit of a break um, for Star Wars stuff. A little bit. There's going to be Skeleton Crew, which is a show starring Jude Law. Oh. Oh yeah, I thought that was cool. That could I be like really Jude good. Moore. There's the Bad Batch season three. I haven't seen season two yet. Uh, I like him too. There's Andor season two. I mean, they were literally like weeks from finishing filming on season two when the strikes happened. So hopefully they can get that back up and get it done. Yeah, right. Because there's only two seasons, then it just ties into Rogue One. And then there's the Acolyte. Yeah. The Acolyte will be the first Star Wars TV series to look beyond the timeline of the Skywalker saga, taking place a hundred years before The Phantom Menace. Wow. The mystery thriller series will see the fall of the Jedi through the perspective of the Sith, also making it the first live-action Star Wars story told from a Sith's point of view. I did not know that. Wow. Pretty cool. That's exciting. I like the sound of that. But yeah, so there's a few Star Wars shows, but the next movie, I think, is December 2025. So we still got to wait on that. We'll see what happens in the meantime, though, eh? Sounds very good to me. Cool. Well, we'll wrap it up there, I think, so... Thank you, everyone, for listening to special episode number nine. This has been really... The energy here has been so strange because of our different opinions. I really enjoyed that. Ooh. I really enjoyed that. Ooh. No, not in a bad way. Like, I mean, Jenny, like, I'm fascinated by how different we stand on that. I think we should, yeah, yeah. we should talk about more things where we disagree so I can ridicule your opinions for being too negative. Uh, we don't disagree on too much, I don't think. No, we don't. We're, we're quite good like that, aren't we? Yeah. We're quite good. Mm. Shall I let you go to bed? I'm exhausted. Yeah, let's go. You go to bed. <laughs> right, we'll see you all. Uh, well, by the time this comes out tomorrow for for the episode seventy nine of Who's There Doctor Podcast. If you're on audio platforms, if you're on YouTube, it's already out. 
And the next special episode will either be Loki Season 2 or the Marvels, provided we can get it to work. So probably one of those two. Um, and if anything else is coming out that you want to do an episode on, you know, I feel like I suggest you a lot of things to you. If there's something you want to do, give us a shout, mate. You know, come on. I don't know if there's any anything special. Well, it's my hyperfixating ass that's always like, oh, I want to talk about this thing that's on my mind, isn't it? So We can, we can watch Saw 10 together if you want. Do you want to do that? No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for watching special episode number nine. Until then, it's goodbye from Crispy. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. See you all whenever special episode 10 comes out. Uh, we need a goodbye. Um, oh, oh, perfect. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. May the force be with you.